Have you ever sat there and wondered, what business do I want for myself? What am I trying to do? What am I good at? How do I find my niche? And then how do I become a leader in my niche and actually do really well at this? Because I think that's everybody's fear when they're first starting something out or even when they're in the middle of their journey is how do I know I'm actually going to be any good at this? Are there steps that I need to take? Am I missing something? Well, in this interview we did with Liana Zavo, she addresses all of these questions and how it actually helped her to run a PR and media agency that is multi-figured. And she was featured on Forbes and Entrepreneur. And actually, you know, this is such a good podcast. I really think that you should have a notebook or at least return to this because these steps come at you rapid fire, but they are oh so good. So take a listen. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the So She Slay Show. I am here with Liana Zavo. She is a PR and media mogul. She has been featured in Entrepreneur, Business Insider. She's been featured in Forbes. She's the CEO of Zavo Media. I mean, the list can go on and on. She's also an author and a speaker. And today... I wanted to have her on because I think it's super, super important for those of us who are either looking to start our business or have already started it to get a little bit of direction when it comes to becoming leaders in our niches, uh, what it's like to be able to create uh, visibility and how that turns into credibility and the things that we can do to make our businesses and even us pop. So who better than to speak upon this than Liana? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh my God, thank you, Heather, for such amazing <laughs> introduction. I want to take you everywhere. <laughs> um, I'm Liana Zavo, PR strategist and the CEO and founder, yes. And um, I am just so happy to be here. It's an honor, thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to kind of dive straight into this because um, I think a lot of people get confused with, you know, I have this business idea or I have tons of business ideas. I don't know which, I don't even know where to start. You know, some, some people, it's just like, it's overwhelming. And as it should be starting a business is, is pretty overwhelming. So let's start with how do we even determine what our niche is or find one? Yeah. You know, I love these questions when I mentor girls from high schools, orphanages and first year of college. And when they come to me and they ask the same question of like, I am such an expert, they say, and I love, you know, getting my basically hands in so many things. I like to dabble, but what am I really great at? Please help me out. And so I tell them this thing, if I were to give you a microphone and if you were to say, if I were to ask you to speak 30 minutes about one thing without practicing on the spot, what would it be? If that's what you chose, that's exactly your niche. And it's oh. really simple. I right? think we overcomplicate it. Definitely. We over overcomplicate things. <laughs> and, and so then after that, I'll tell them, look, you need to have a passion, right? You need to be driven by that. If you wake up every morning, love to speak about that specific niche, then that's it. That's exactly what you need to hone in on and expand it, right? And then how do you expand? You then find ways how to become visible, how to gain credibility as an expert, and then you gain profitability for your business. And so, yeah, it can be very overwhelming, for especially for college students, high school students who are transitioning. I'm a college dropout. I know exactly how it feels and not knowing what you want to 
to do. There's so many things, you know, people, you want to follow the trend, you want to be a leader, you want to kind of pave your own way. So I have to tell you one thing, you know, follow that gut, do your own research, and um, you will definitely find that that niche. Yeah. And I know a lot of uh, women and, and girls, students, whoever that are listening, you know, I think it's, it's one of those things, well, how do I make money doing what I like? So are there tips? Are there questions that maybe you asked yourself in, in finding out your niche and how to become a leader? Yeah, number one thing I would say how I got into PR is how can I bring value first? When you bring value, money just comes automatically. When you're just going after money, like, oh, this is going to give me X amount and it's not going to be fulfilling after a certain time. That's why I left what I used to do. I used to be in styling, right? I used to have a styling concierge company where I catered to top tier hotels. I used to do hair. I come from that background. And so money was awesome, but you know what? It wasn't fulfilling at the end. What's my mission? If I can't really fulfill my mission every day, then it's not what I'm meant to do, right? Money for me is not the driving force. The driving force is if I can give you value and I can over deliver, then automatically people will be drawn to it. And so that's where I found my, my expertise. And I love storytelling and I love helping people position them as experts. It just comes so natural to me. And so when I started doing that, people just started gravitating towards me, like bees to honey. That's exactly what happened. You know, that's honestly how I feel like a lot of success stories happen. It's just like the money is kind of second, secondary. It doesn't really, you know, it's not your driving force. It's not what's making you passionate or anything like that. It's, you know, the actual thing that you're doing. And I think a little too much and understandably, you know, you come out of high school, you come out of college, you're just like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pay for life? Um, that's, that's a natural thought. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, once we find our niche, once we find out what, you know, we're passionate about what we want to be good at and all this kind of stuff, how do we then start creating the steps or taking the steps to become leaders in this niche? You know, I use the one word acronym that I came up with, be epic. It's where I teach the five simple hacks. Here's the book that I've written. <laughs> okay, yes. Um, and it's um, a one-word acronym, right? B is you turn your belief into reality, right? So you hone in. My, mindset is everything. I say 80% is mindset and 20% is actually theory and like you actually put into practice. But if you don't have your mindset there, that's what you need to work on because everything stems from overcoming fear. When you overcome fear first, right, then you can set your goals. So get your mindset straight, read personal development books. I mean, for me, what was a game changer was Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill outwitting the devil by Napoleon Hill. Those two books really changed my life. And so then I would say, look to become empowered. What gives you that empowerment? Once you say, okay, I have my belief. I know how to turn that into a reality. I'm manifesting. You got to become a creator in your life. Then you need to find a way to become empowered. So what are the ways to become empowered? What gives you that um, empowerment for me is when I sit down and I manifest that in itself gives me empowerment when I know that I'm have clarity when you have too many things happening in your 
in your like around you in your circle you need you have to get rid of the people who bring you that negativity the naysayers surround yourself with people who are empowering right and so pick those five people who do greater things than you and that's what i did who actually were experts in pr who are my mentors and i surrounded myself with them only okay i, I forgot all about everyone else all my friends even from 10 years ago like hey how come you're not hanging out with me i'm like i kind of outgrew you and so if you think i'm the same person which they think they are i am and it's really degrading because i worked on myself really hard i'm not the same person so i have to cut you out i'm sorry it's not you it's just i don't deal with that energy anymore so that is very important for you to get to the next level then i teach how to get into personal branding which gives you satisfaction your personal satisfaction which is, gives you power right the three p's and personal branding builds trust and authenticity. You, you think to yourself, okay, so I got the belief nailed down. I'm in, I'm in reality. I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I have to. I'm manifesting. Now I, you know, I became empowered. Now I need to build a personal brand, who I am. So when people Google me, they're like, okay, well, let's see what that person, what she's about or he's about. And so let's see if I can trust them. So building that trust factor is so important. How do you do that? You need to get your name out there as the expert that you are, you need to become an expert in your niche, whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, CEO, an entrepreneur, whoever you are, even a digital creator, you got you have to find ways to be credible in the press. So that when they Google you, it's really easy, especially with the pandemic, everything just went digital, they have no time to ask, hey, do you know about this person? They all they, all they do is go on Google, like, okay, mm, I don't really see much trending, perhaps they're not really out there as I want them to be onto the next so personal branding is very important get your message down down to the core does it resonate with your audience who is your target demographic and um your message has to be very precise right it's not about you know yeah i do 10 things no hone in on one thing what are you really great at like my company, Zavo Media Group, we, we fight invisibility, which means if you're not visible, we come in and we step in and we help you fight that. We get you that visibility, the credibility, profitability, fight that. And so if you don't have a message, it's really hard. Then I would say move into um, your inner core, right? Your inner core mm. gives you that inner voice. If you can work on that inner core and that all comes from working out, from your diet, you know, everything is tuned in together, then you won't be able to resonate with your inner voice. Your inner voice will guide you. And the last thing is courage. Have the courage to step out of your comfort zone and land media opportunities. You know, get on podcasts just like this. You know, write a little bit of a get, um, also there's guest writing. So you can do guest podcasting, guest writing. And that's how I started my, um, I guess my, uh, uh, my venture, right? In writing for Forbes. When I started guest writing in a couple of places, Forbes looked me up and they wanted me to become a contributor. So that in itself, really, you know, you need to find ways that work for you. Some things that work for you might not work for someone else. So hone in and do what feels great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I kind of feel like you, you deserve like a mic drop or something after all of that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, because it's, it's the truth. And I always like to tell people don't get on this journey and think it's going to be easy. It is the very opposite of easy. However, if you are someone who is passionate about what you do and it's important to you, it's going to be okay that it's not easy. 
because you love it and you're passionate about it. And I love the fact that you addressed fear and how that is a limitation in itself, uh, how you address courage and then really just putting yourself out there and trying things. I mean, I don't think, I know like in hindsight, I think when it comes to associate slaves and even probably when it comes to you, I mean, there was a lot of failure. There was a lot of trying. All right, that didn't work. Uh, what do we do now? But it's kind of in how you approach that failure. I think that helps you. Would you agree? Absolutely. I'd say that if I didn't fail today, I mean, I haven't really... Uh, made it the best day. You know, when I was younger, I was sitting at dinner table. My father would always say, so what did you guys fail at? What did you fail? What did you do that didn't work out? Because that in itself, and that's what I passed down to my son. What did you fail at? What have you done today that you will find a better way to do tomorrow? If you haven't done anything, that means you haven't tried. So if you're not trying, you're not failing enough, you're not learning enough fast enough, and you're not moving forward. So that in itself is so, so important for entrepreneurs to listen. You have to fail as often as possible. Yes. And know that all failure, it's not detrimental. You're, this is not going to be the end whatsoever. And coming from an Asian household, uh, failure, mistakes, all of that kind of stuff, they're very frowned upon in Asian culture. You can't really you're not really supposed to do them. And that is the exact opposite that I realize we're telling people to do is to go out and, and to fail more. And I'm going to tell you right now, it took a little bit for me to get away from quote unquote perfectionism and having everything quote unquote figured out because here's the thing, no one has it all figured out. No one gets this all together like that. Um, it's not easy and you have to fail because that is the only way you will ever learn. You will ever grow. And I even love the fact how you were saying that you've kind of outgrew the people around you and you realized that. How was that? Like, what was the realization that came in your head where you're like, you know what, we're just not vibing on the same level. You know, that's what happens when I, um, was, preaching my the five simple hacks right the, the five right simple hacks to my one word acronym so in order for me to grow I knew that something was stopping me from my growth right and energy is so contagious so that I, for me it was so important to be around the most positive and uplifting people because I knew that I had a very you know hard times in my early 20s. You know, I got divorced when I was 20, college job at a 21. I had my son at 19. It was like, boom, 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 you know? And then it was like living by myself. And how do I do this on my own? You know, I realized that people can, they can wish you well, right? But they themselves are lost. And so when you see they're lost, it's not your job to fix them. You're not a you You're not a savior. Don't go save people. Yeah, it's like, don't fix the project. Like there's so many projects around you, right? I, I always, I wanted to be that nurturer. I mean, by, by nature, I'm a nurturer. And so I love to help. But if I see that the energy is not bouncing off and you need to be in tune with energy, if it's not bouncing off and you're not getting that light back, then they're leeches. They're just getting it out of you and they're taking your energy and they're just using it to propel themselves forward. But if I'm bouncing off and I have ideas that I'm sharing with you and you have something that you can share back with me and uplift my mindset, then, hey, you just literally stimulated me to the next level. And I want to talk to you more. 
And I want to know how we can collaborate or partner up. So I've learned it throughout the years, you know, for example, like ex-boyfriends would come back into your life. Like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm different now. I'm like, no, you're not. Nobody changes. Goodbye. You know, people don't change. They think they change for a season, but they're all the same at the bottom. They're the same, you know, unless you really do cleansing and you cleanse yourself. But when people say I've changed, you don't need to tell me that if I sense it, then I say you change, but you don't need to announce you change because in reality you haven't. Oh my gosh. Those are some words of wisdom right there because it's the honest truth. It is the honest truth. You if you are focused on yourself, you've done your self work, you're building, you're growing. You're going to slowly start to see people around you fall off because they can't, they don't understand you. They don't understand where you're going. They, they, think that maybe you're crazy or maybe they're projecting their own fears on you, so on and so forth. So super important that you keep people around you who are on the same wavelength, because then you can only grow further from that. And if you don't have any friends, it's fine. It's fine. Get books, get podcasts, get people like this to speak to. Friends will come when when actually, you know, it's going to be worthwhile, worth your time. I mean, we always say in Russian, right? I'd rather have a hundred friends and a hundred dollars because friends will help you, but friends can also, cannot be real. Drain you. They can drain you. So you have to be very careful about the people that you keep around you. And also too, I mean, I'm one of those things. I'm one of those people where it's like, it'll align. You know, some, there was seasons in my life where I had lots of friends and I was doing all the things and it just, It was great for a time, but then as soon as I started honing in on creating my life, the way that I wanted to see it and the way that I wanted to live it, you, I mean, I started seeing people drop off and, you know, it's because we just don't have that much in common anymore or their uh, level of life and what they want for themselves. Although all levels are great, whatever floats your belt was just not aligning with mine. And it just, and, you know, you don't have to issue ill will by any means, but you can definitely, um, you can definitely part ways amicably. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that kind of leads me to this next section of the podcast where it's like, we have, we found our niche. We figured out what we need to kind of do as people. How do we go about building the visibility that then turns into credibility or even vice versa? Yeah, actually, it's first it's visibility before credibility, right? Oh, uh-huh, yeah. How, how much visibility do you have? How many eyeballs are on you? Are you getting the media attention? So to answer your question, is are you asking how to go and create visibility in the first place? Yeah, I mean, we touched on it a little bit by reaching out. So it's like, yeah, that would kind of be my question. Like, how do you go about creating visibility? Right. So I'll very, you know, be very transparent, you know, and that's what my brand stands for. I'm very authentic in what I do. And so when I started my PR company, I had zero, like no clue what I was doing. Right. And so what I did was I hired a company that represented my, my family's restaurant in New York city. And so they were doing PR for our restaurant. And I said, you know, I will bring you high caliber clients under one ultimatum, you teach me the ropes a year and a half, and um, which I did. They taught me everything I knew about PR and foster relationships over the years. And so I had them in my corner. 
right? And then as, as time progressed, I knew that, okay, I have these relationships I fostered. It's all always about communications. And so when the pandemic happened, I had to shift entirely my business. I was filming in my restaurant in New York City, the heart of New York City. Think about it. All the guests used to come, you know, and wine and dine. It was just an amazing, beautiful vibe. And then next thing you know, March comes around. You're like, oh, we're shutting down. I'm like, like what do we do now? So we had to shift to this virtual. And I, it was new to me. I'm like, how do I double down on, on digital? How do I go digital? And so I had to step out of my comfort zone, right? I had to, I went in and I started myself. I didn't even ask my assistant, right? And, and at the same time, we actually released a, um, a real, there was a pandemic relief program that we had for our company. So we hired 200 freelancers who lost their jobs. The only thing they had to do is have a knack for media and not even a college degree. I didn't care about any of that. You have a knack for media, you have a passion, then come work with me. So we hired, recruited 200 girls. It was amazing. And um, with that, they helped me get into a lot of visibility. So what we did was we went to every celebrity, every uh, professional C-level executive, and we just, look, we're all sharing the same problem here. We're all home. We're all suffering from the same thing. Lockdowns and uh, no toilet paper or whatever the case <laughs> is. So let's hop on and talk about what's going on in today's world. And guess what? People that I wanted to for years to interview, they're like, yes, yes, yes. I was like, I, it was a no-brainer. I was like, oh my God. So one of them was, a, a person I looked up to, um, Darren Prince, who endorsed my book. He is a best-selling author of Aiming High. He has his own marketing agency. He became a very dear friend of mine. His uh, clients are Sylvester Stallone. Like he has high caliber clients. And so he's like, look, I believe in you. We're on a podcast together. He's like, I love your five simple hacks. I will endorse your book. That in itself, because I just went out of my comfort zone, I'm like, hey, I think we should connect. That's visibility right there right? Get out of your comfort zone, visibility. A lot of people like, oh, he's a celebrity. Sylvester Stallone is his client. What am I? I'm just like this, you know, kind of low tier, whatever. Yeah, I feel like those are natural thoughts. (laughs) Right? Is he really going to respond to me or how long will it take? But guess what? If you find, if, if there's leverage, right? Because I'm a Forbes contributor, I had leverage as well. It was interesting for them. And they saw that, you know what? This I'm giving back, right? What my podcast was is about is also giving back and teaching the next generation of entrepreneurs how the tips and tricks to run a successful business. So they love giving them tips and tricks. So reaching out to like Tommy Laren as well from Fox Nation, Patrick Bed David, there's so many people. And that in itself gave me um, leverage on IGTV. So when I did podcasts, I didn't do Zoom at all. I think Zoom is great, but for my personal brand, it's not the best way. So I asked him, look, I don't do Zoom. You're going to be facing me with all your viewers and we're going to collaborate this way. And guess what? They didn't oppose. So everybody from there, right? Followers were viewing me and vice versa. And that's when I actually built a lot of my visibility. That gave me massive credibility as well, because when you have celebrities and when you have top tier, like um, like C-level executives come on your podcast, that in itself is like right there, visibility and credibility. Like, why would they choose me? Well, because they saw something in me, you know, and then go figure out what they saw in me. Yeah, no, I mean, and that's great. I, it sounds like you just, you asked. That's all I did. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't care if I get no, I, I can get a couple of no's, but I'll, I know I'll get a yes eventually. 
Yeah. And I think um, people don't let no's deter you too much from this because I, you're going to get no's no matter what. So you might as well just ask. And I'm if no's no. the worst, I mean, you're good, right? I'm, the, I'm just so used to no's. Ever since I was a little girl, like, no, you can't do this. No, you can't voice your opinion. No, 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 no. You know, I come from a very conservative family. And so it's like, no, you can't say this right now. You're a woman, you're a lady. You, you have to like know your place. So I'm like, okay, I'll get a no. I can't say something, but now I'm going to speak up. I'm going to use my voice because there's so much power there. Okay. So to kind of wrap this up a little bit, I really want to leave our audience with some action items on how to really go about uh, conquering their own businesses, whatever it is that they're trying to pursue. What would be maybe your first couple tips? In order to pursue their, their, their business and whatever it is in order to make the leap in order to get more visibility in order to find more courage, anything like that. Yeah. I would say, share your story, be vulnerable. People want to hear what you went through, especially through like COVID people want to relate to you, right? You want to be relatable. And so that in itself is like for you to actually take that leap of faith and speak about your ups and downs and your challenges, the advice you learned throughout, because sometimes they're like, will I, will people look at me differently? If I will really share like what I was afraid of during COVID? No, people will relate to you as a businessman, as a Whoever you are, woman, a student just coming out, you all need to have visibility and credibility. So I would say, share your story, become a storyteller and um, find someone, a PR strategist, someone that can actually help you get into those publications. So start small, you know, in a a local tier or a local news and then build yourself up your portfolio. I would also say, speak more videos, right? People love videos. And um, when you are in front of the camera and you're not shy, you know, I, it took, it used to take me like to do just a two minute video. It used to take me hours sometimes. Like, oh my God, it was draining, but guess what? It's like that hurdle, you know, you'll get over it. You'll have to just do it. And when you perfect it, then it's just like riding a bicycle. So I would say, Video is so, so important in this day and age because you want to be friendly and people want to relate with you, especially right now with the times they can't travel to you. All you have to do is send them a video like, hey, this is a quick intro about me and what I do. And I would love to hop on a call with you. So super friendly, you know, and uh, very inviting. And I would say, get active more on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is so undervalued right now and underestimated, but they're like an underdog. They're really taking over. I had so many opportunities open for me because of LinkedIn. So many people I've met because of that platform. So definitely start dabbling LinkedIn. Follow me, Liana Zava there. I would love, love to share more tips and how to get you into more credibility and visibility. Amazing. Um, I think you should have taken down notes. If, if anybody was listening to this podcast right now, you're like, you should have so, a notebook chock full of some tips and some solid notes to help all of you get started on whatever it is that you are pursuing. Thank you so Thank much, Liana, you, for joining us. Learned you're amazing, so much. Heather. Thank oh. you so much for this beautiful interview. Take care. Take, Take care. care. Thank you.